to me enough is Enough is enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And I'm back from my week break. And what better way to start it is with my good friend Struggles over here. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I apologize. We're late. That's my fault. That's not her fault. She's a pro. I'm clearly not. Oh, stop. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, this podcast stuff, I, I kind of forgot how to do it for a second. But we're back. We're here. And I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so glad that uh, you can be here. Guys, if you're new here to the Indie Wrestling Corner, here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, uh, referees, backstage, commentators, even look, I mean, like, I feel like we have so much to talk about because like you even said, like the podcast game. Uh, but yeah, guys, so hit that like button, that share button. If you guys got questions for him, please feel free. Drop it in the chat. He'll answer all of your questions. There's so much to talk about. Man. I'm not going to answer any questions at all. There you go. There you go. I see a lot of people in the <laughs> chat. What's going on, Mark? Leslie, what's going on? Johnny's Ooh. in the chat. Alex. Ooh. <laughs> Brad's in the chat. What's going on? Johnny says icy uh, dub. How do I even see this? Do I get? I have to go. You got to go into the chats. To... The thing is, is like I'm looking at four different chats at once. <laughs> so everybody's in different. There's people that are in Facebook. There's people that are in YouTube. There's, you know, that's how it is. So, but uh, don't worry. I'll read out everything that uh, everybody says yeah. in there. Hi, Joseph. How are you? So, you know what, let's 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 go hate the situation. Go ahead. Yeah. So. So, again, you're the man of many hats. Right. So, like we said, commentary, content creator, video creator, merch, like I'm going to give you the crowd because like I feel like my queen of the indies doesn't top yours. But uh... just stressed me out naming (laughs) all those things. I have so much to do. I got. ICW no holds barred tomorrow. I know. I know. You guys, you got to watch it if you're not going to go. If you can go to the show, go to the show. If not, watch it on IWTV. Such a great company. Been following ICW a long time. Um, yeah. 
but again, like I said, you know, you've had so many accomplishments, uh, accomplishments, you know, in just the game of wrestling in general. So, you know, let's, let's start with content creating because since we're doing this live podcast, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, content creating and like, you know, why you chose wrestling to talk about, give us a little bit of the background. Uh, uh, I love pro wrestling ever since, uh, oof, I don't know, uh, WCW early 90s. So probably like 90, is when I uh, first started watching wrestling. But if you want to talk about when I, um, you know, we all go through ups and downs of enjoying and, and watching pro wrestling. I went through, you know, that phase and I got out of it. Then ECW brought me back and then I was out of it. Then Ring of Honor and TNA kind of brought me back into it and, uh, that was in 2006. So I've been going to Ring of Honor shows since 2006. Yeah. My first show was Punk's last show. Wow. So that was uh, Unscripted 2, mm-hmm. February 2006. So I've been to indie shows since then. And uh, I had no aspirations of being anything other than a fan right. of professional wrestling. So, Yeah. It kind of tripped and fell into all of this. I, I, I don't even. I can't really even pinpoint a exact time. But uh, yeah, that's uh, basically my arc of fandom is that I got into indie wrestling in 2006. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. I feel like a lot of us, especially like I could relate with you again. That I would have never thought that I would actually be podcasting number one, and never mind yeah. of doing wrestling like i would have never anybody that knows me knows that i used to do a dating podcast way before the wrestling podcast and i used to just talk about different dating aspects because it's just hard (laughs) but uh yeah and then i just steamrolled into wrestling and then it was like a little bit of AEW, and then the indies uh it's funny because brandon cutler was the one that i interviewed and i had a lot of great feedback that they loved the interviews and I would get a lot of messages of, would you interview, um, you know, other talent outside of AEW. So that's where I kind of wind up blowing into the indie scene of me going to, um, because I went to so many shows. Is that kind of like yeah. how it happened with you at like interviewing indie talent? Um, for me, it was, um, I was still into wrestling. I was, I had, gotten a hold of just so many ring of honor dvds i think i had like 500 ring of honor dvds Mm -hmm. so i was like man me and my wife are trying to buy a house i can't be lugging around 500 wrestling (laughs) dvds (laughs) so uh my instagram was you know at the struggle always been that and i just started selling wrestling dvds and Mm -hmm. i was like hey man if anybody wants these let me know so whatever i started selling them and then it turned into uh Another podcast who um, they were like, hey, would you want to be on the show? It seems like you know a lot about indie wrestling. I was like, sure. And I was a guest on the show. And in my true uh, competitive self nature, I was like, I can do way better than that. So um, I had uh, you I used to make uh, music back in the day. And so I had some recording equipment. I had a microphone. I had stuff like that. So I was like, man, I could do way better than them. So. My whole start to my show, the Spotlight Series, which was, I guess it started in September of 2016. 
-hmm. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to interview people from the wrestling community, just people who have like big followings or people who, you know, are passionate about this. People like me and you, right? you know, passionate about independent wrestling. So I had like interviewed a couple people from the community, uh, Justin, the wrestling classic, you know, he's one of the top, you know, I wouldn't say content creative, but he's curated a professional wrestling page with a ton of followers. And uh, after 10 episodes, I was like, man, I would love to interview some wrestlers. So I believe episode 10, I had John Silver on Mm -hmm. and he lives like 10 minutes away from me. So it was like a layup, a friend of a friend. And then I started rolling with interviews. So I, I mean, I did 200 and something episodes. Uh, John Silver was the first and, but I really started to get steam rolling when I had Masada on. And then that led to Matt Tremont and led to, just craziness. I mean, I interviewed New Jack, uh, Ken Shamrock, um, Tommy Dreamer, but, um, you know, Amazing Red live in person, which was crazy. One of my few like live interviews, like face to face, was with Red right at the House of Glory dojo. So that's when content creating started to get fast and furious for me because I'm the show's growing. But I don't know how to make anything. I've never used Photoshop or any uh, video apps or anything like that. So in September of 2016, I had no clue how to do anything that I do currently for a job. It's literally mm-hmm. my job to work in pro wrestling. I quit my 40-hour career last November to work only in pro wrestling, which is crazy to say out loud. But it's real. It's very, it's a real, real thing and really possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts, right? <laughs> like it's a really, really nuts. Like just like listen to you and like just me thinking, reminiscing of everything, how I started with like a random interview and then yeah. months down the line, I was like, okay, I could get a second person. Now it's like, sometimes I had like two weeks of span of like, I did like five interviews in one week and then another four and other. And I'm like, Damn, but I know yeah. people was asking me they're like, how are you getting these interviews? And I'm like, I don't know. I go and support a lot of talent, so it's kinda, cool. it's kinda easy for me to, you know, get a lot of this these talents. And I just love chatting with everybody, learning their their story. So that's why I would say support independent wrestling. It's it's such a huge thing. Uh, yeah. Captain Dave's in the chat. What's up, Captain Dave? Uh, Alex is saying ETU. Let's go struggles. <laughs> so, sure, all that. Oh man. So again, like I said, uh, you know, you're so talented even with your, your artwork. And I know like I've talked to you about that and you know, I had to learn a little myself and you know, I, those graphic designers out there, you like, I give so much credit to I'm lucky I can put together a little bit that I can. Uh, so I'm grateful for what I've learned how to do, uh, but your stuff and you making merch for even wrestlers and even watching, like, let's say like, icw and the wrestlers coming out wearing your shirts like that's such like an honor um you know it's it's surreal it's weird but it's great though uh that that whole thing was just like uh the whole like the x the everyday struggles x was just like uh demonto made fun of me because when i made it he was like it looks like a straight edge shirt and i'm just like well i don't drink (laughs) so (laughs) or 
or smokes. I was like, if it if you think it is, then it's fine. But Danny was like, I would never wear that. Meanwhile, Danny wears that the X on his fucking knee pad all the time <laughs> and uh, every match now. But, yeah. Uh, it's he busted my chops for it. And then it just turned into like a thing. You know, Murdoch would wear it all the time. And then I made the knee pads a year ago. I think I made six of them mm-hmm. just as like uh, like ah, whatever. It's it's mania weekend. Uh, I just want to give them to my people. So yeah. it was like Danny, um, Akira, Reed, mm-hmm. John. Uh, who else has one? Warren has one. Um, I, I can't think of who else. I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's cool. John tore his to shit and sold it. Kira still wears his, Reed still wears his, mm-hmm. Danny still wears his. I mean, John's the only one who's really out here wrestling a lot. <laughs> like <Yeah>. 140 <laughs> matches in uh, 2021. Like, yeah. That's and mostly death matches. So, yeah, he tore that thing to pieces. Yeah. That's so awesome. So maybe one day somebody will wear. I mean, I, I I had made shirts that had said I've been interviewed by the Queen of the Indies. So three three wrestlers have it. That uh, three no four. Marcus matters. Uh, Casey. Yeah. I guess we're gonna say Casey Kirk because we don't know who the hell she is anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh Anthony Gangone and T.J. Crawford. So like, but it's like, oh. well, I gotta bring that back, like the shirts, but. Um, yeah, the way that I thought of it as, and and if you make something simple enough, mm-hmm. then it can catch on. Right. You know, some people look at that everyday struggle shirt, and it's not a wrestling shirt if you don't know it is. Right. You know, somebody messaged me, a friend of mine who knows nothing about wrestling, and says, "Oh man, Ken Shamrock stole your logo. He had a pancrease." shirt on which is like a company from japan Mm -hmm. which i took the logo my logo from as a joke oh wow and he's like he's like ken shamrock stole your logo i was like nah bro i stole that shit from him (laughs) it's from like the 90s (laughs) and he was like oh i didn't know and like it's a it was it's it's a parody yeah and he's like oh that's cool though but uh that's just how i look at it if you can make something simple enough Mm -hmm. and then people will wear it, man. You know, I never thought that people would buy those shirts, mm-hmm. but they do. Um, but also sometimes you just don't realize the reach you have. Yeah. You know, uh, especially doing a podcast like this, when you're just talking one to one, you it just it just feels like two people talking. You don't realize yeah. that there's a bunch of people uh, tuning in, whether it's now or whether it's in a month. Right. I never understood the scope and reach that I had with the show. And I don't even understand the scope and reach that I have with ICW, even though I see the numbers and mm-hmm. we're doing great. But I don't realize that while I'm calling a three hour show that like thousands of people are listening to me talk. Yeah. It, you know, I don't think about that. If I did, I probably would not be as good as I am. <laughs> I would freak <laughs> out probably a little bit more. I give you credit. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I did commentary once. I was asked to do it for one match and I was like scared shitless um and it was funny because even the promoter was like what happened you like froze kind of like i'm like thank you i appreciate the opportunity because i'm very bubbly i was like but i was really nervous because i think i put a lot of expectation on it Uh, it's hard yeah it's not 
easy. I've been doing commentary since um, my first show for ICW was December 2018. I've called every show and every match for ICW since then. Um, I've never missed a match or a show Mm -hmm. since December 2018. Uh, But before that, I had only called um, John Carlo, who works for GCW. He mm-hmm. worked for CZW at the time. Mm-hmm. He put on his own show. It was called Blind Pig. It was out of where Dojo Wars used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a, like a six-match uh, show, basically just a one-off. And that was the first time I ever did commentary. That was, I think, in like September or August of 2017, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not sure. Something like that. And uh, basically, he was like, I think you do great. You know, I think the podcast kind of made you ready for commentary. You understand how to speak and how to react, and you have a good tone of voice. So he thought of it. I didn't even think that it was for me. And uh, so I did my first show with Emil. And then at WrestleMania 2018, I did one match on Spring Break Night 2. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Spring Break 2, which was uh, the GCW world title match. It was Nick Gage versus Pentagon Jr., and that was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And talk about nervous. Good God. <laughs> I was, like, shaking and freaking out, and it was not a fun time for me. <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. My wife was like, yo, you're pacing around. Are you oh. okay? And I was, like, freaking out. I was freaking out. John Carlo was like, you want to do the whole show? I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't. Throwing you into so the wolves. So it's a few of us. It was, yeah, it was like Drew Cordero stayed on the whole time. Um, but like Hot Sauce Tracy Williams did a match or two. Ron Funches was on for the Clusterfuck. Uh, I think that was the first time KG, Kevin Gill, ever did uh, any commentary for GCW. So mm-hmm. we had a, a little rotation and they were just like had the match card and everybody picked, and I was like, I'd love to call Gage versus Penta, and they were like, Yeah, sure. Oh, wow. So I did it. I didn't tell anybody, and uh, I did it. It was okay. It wasn't great. Looking at it in hindsight, it's a cool moment, but I wasn't good. I didn't deserve <laughs> to be on that type of stage. Right. But my funk was like levitating after that. It was just like, Holy shit! I can't believe. <laughs> Struggs is on spring break and yeah. I'm just like yeah I can't believe it either man and then <laughs> after that you know uh obviously Danny left and um he was like hey I'm doing well he was still doing GCW and ICW at the same time right but he was hey uh would you want to do commentary with Scotty Ceriti I was like yeah sure let's do it and then Fast forward uh, to now, from 2018 to now, my entire life has changed because of pro wrestling. Yeah. I traveled the world calling uh, Deathmatch Wrestling. (laughs) Yelled at by Danny Camonto on a daily basis. (laughs) And others too, right? (laughs) Pretty much. We love you, Danny. too funny i can only imagine like your phone like during like the icw of like the tweets and like you know adding you on like you know maybe like you said something funny or whatever it is like i mean the red and stimpy thing i was tweeting at you guys at the last that's not me that's ron i'm not funny (laughs) i'm not funny ron's funny 
<laughs> Ron's the funny one. Everybody yeah. tweets at Ron. Everybody else, I'm I'm straight, straight laced. <laughs> just try and give the, the 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 mean mug the whole time. Yeah. And Ron's over there joking and getting drunk, and I'm just focused. <laughs> so what Somebody is? Has to be focused. <laughs> What's the best thing about doing commentary and what's the hardest thing about doing commentary? Um, the best thing about commentary is when you actually get good at it mm -hmm. that you can see and hear how happy the talent is that they finally can have a final product that they can be proud of and that they can justify what they just put themselves through especially deathmatch wrestling you know for john john wayne murdoch to say to me and i wish you could call this cologne match you know it it me i wish i could too mm -hmm. you know but that's just not how this works but um to get that love and 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 respect from the people i work with that they can be proud of the final product is is all that I want to do. So that's the best part. Right. Um, the worst part is that for three hours at a time, I could potentially say something stupid that somebody <laughs> could uh, <laughs> just give me shit for on the internet. You know. So I'll just I'm pretty uh, calculated, but um, sometimes you get loose and you might say something stupid. Yeah. But um, I haven't had that happen yet. But I definitely get nerves, even though I've done, you know, however many shows in a row, I still get to be a little bit of a nervous wreck. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, let me see. There's some stuff in the chat. Jack says, who's a frequent person you see on someone's top five DOA that you can't stand? And he has a little eye emojis. <laughs> God. Top five dead or alive that yep. I can't stand. Mm -hmm. Shit. That's a great question. Why you gotta drop the, the fucking serious ass question? <laughs> we do a little bit of everything stuff. here. <laughs> I know. Man. Who do I hate? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible way to put it. he's talking like 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 for me, like Shawn Michaels is one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Bret Hart's up there. Uh, I used to be a huge flair guy, but apparently he's a big creep, so fuck him. Um, what else? Somebody who's in somebody, uh, it, if you got like Hogan in your top five, like that sucks for you. He's a terrible wrestler. Like, How you put that was funny. Come on, bro. All it is is like shirt tear, this big boot, leg drop. That sucks. If Warriors in your top five, that sucks for you too. <laughs> He said, I don't throw Achimato. underhand. <laughs> I know. He definitely, that's not underhand. You could have been like, are you excited for ETU? And that would have been a much easier question for me. <laughs> Instead, here we are on a Thursday night and I'm burying Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Great. Don't get him in trouble. We're trying to have a nice chat here, okay? Come on. <laughs> uh, Johnny said, Brandon Kirk is one of them you hate. I can't stand that man. So much. Yo, he is the worst. Super <laughs> lazy, doesn't wear shoes. He wears fucking Gucci slides. Like, 
put a pair of shoes on, bro. Like, we got shit to do. We were at the bloodshed, and he's, like, fucking dragging his fucking feet around in Gucci slides. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> get your life together. He also was covered in blood and smacked me in the chest and stained my fucking shirt. I was unhappy about that. I think that's when all this hate started. Yep. was probably then. Steve. I had this dope, this dope uh, embroidered uh, cheap pop shop uh, Ultimo Dragon sweatshirt, and mm -hmm. he just slapped his bloody hand right in the middle of it. So I think that's where all this hate started. Awful, awful. See, one of my questions was, who is your favorite Kirk and why is it Casey? But, you know... Uh Easy money. Come on. Why is uh, she? Why is she everyone's favorite Kirk? Great wrestler. Him, not so much. Um, just a overall joy to be around. Him, not so much. So um, yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. There you, know? you go. We hung out with them. Uh, me and my wife hung out with them a lot in Chattanooga. Like we went to the aquarium in Atlanta. Um, so it was fun. I mean, you got to hang out with him, but, you know, it is what it is. He can stay home. <laughs> yeah, he, next time. He can stay I mean, home. This weekend, yeah. There you go. He, he can got stay shipped, home. shipped off to fucking Dallas. <laughs> what a mark. Damn marks. Yeah, we're, all a little, we're all a little marks here. Uh, speaking of Mark, Mark says, struggles best friends is the curse, Kirks. But he said, what's your favorite Ron story from another for another time? Yo, Ron has told me so many stories that I don't even believe that are true. But apparently there's like video evidence that they're true. He ran a promotion in Florida called IPW Hardcore. It's on IWTV, at least some of the shows. But this man had a show with, like, Kevin Sullivan, Abdul the Butcher, Macho Man was on the show. Um, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, was on the show. Mm -hmm. Also, I believe he's one of the few people in America who booked Hayabusa before he passed away. Mm -hmm. Like, this is stuff that I just don't believe until Ron sends me, like, a promo uh, from Macho Man that he cut at the show. Or he sends me a match of of literally Kurt Henning wrestling for him <laughs> and i'm just like how is this even possible and he would just be like yeah man the early 2000s late 90s was a crazy time i'm like shit apparently because he was out here putting on these dream matches mm -hmm. and uh ron is probably one of the best people um the only reason why i i always joke with ron and say thank you for making me look good until i actually got good at commentary and that's i honestly wow. feel that way so many people be like oh struggles is being humble mm -hmm. i honestly feel that way like i was like 15 shows in when me and ron started doing commentary that was it mm -hmm. and you know he he was like oh i felt like i was calling shows with lenny leonard again and i'm like bro i'm not as good as lenny leonard like i don't know what you're talking about i was like dude i'm like 30 matches in and he's like what and um, probably my favorite uh, experience, there's a lot of experiences with Ron, but the day that I met him, he was like, hey, I don't know any of these people. I'm like, what? He's like, I didn't have time to really watch the shows. This is me putting Ron on blast. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was like, I didn't really have time to watch any of the shows. So I don't really know them that well. And I was like, listen. When they walk out, 
I'm going to say their name in full. And I will say a little something about them, maybe where they're from or something else. And we just go from there. He's like, yep. And we would joke, and we, like uh, somebody said in the chat, no underhand. I, me and Ron, that's all we did was throw softballs to one another, and it started right there. Mm-hmm. First match out, Casanova Valentine. He has no idea who Casanova Valentine is, none. And he walks out, and I just say, Brooklyn Black Death, Casanova Valentine, king of the no-ring death match. And Ron just goes, this is what he's used to, and it was – our first ever pitch show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, this is what he's used to, the king of the no-ring death match. And I'm like, Ron has no idea who this man is. <laughs> but he's Captain Bullshit, man. Yeah. That's why, like, he'll tell stories on commentary, and I'll be like, is that true? Because I honestly have no idea, you know? There's <laughs> been a lot, of, a lot of crazy talks at family birthday parties that he talks about all this type of michigan nonsense that i don't know if it's true or not yeah the you know the jury's still out we don't know yeah pretty pretty cool uh, let me do some fan tweets because i see you guys in the chat but let me let me grab some of these fan tweets so we got one from matt lopez he goes one of the best commentators in indie wrestling i want to know what has it what has been his favorite match to call what was the first part? Who's the best indie commentator? <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I thought we were, maybe it's somebody else. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Not me. Um, the best indie commentator is Dylan Hales, if anybody does not know that. Uh, it's Dylan Hales. I'll say that over and over again. Dylan Hales. So, yes. Um, my He wants to know my favorite match that I've ever commentated. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the one that always pops in my head just because of how how crazy it was, um, I was lucky enough to get to call uh, some of those IWTV super shows. They did IWTV 100 mm-hmm. and then IWTV Untitled. I was fortunate enough to get to call the 60-minute time limit draw between Wheeler Yuta and Red Death Daniel Garcia. So good. I think that that is the best match i've ever gotten to call and it certainly it's like getting thrown in the deep end of the pool yeah you know it's like you got to talk for an hour yeah like nonstop, and, and it, it not was hot embarrassed <laughs> yourself or these people yes were you there yes i was remember how fucking hot oh it was? i remember <laughs> yeah, i remember I was, uh, I was in the top deck oh i know just, i I was like, I'm going to die. I might die. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, there was a moment where, because I, I get loud as the action increases, mm-hmm. where I probably yelled something, and I got, like, tunnel vision for a second. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I'm going to pass out on commentary. This is going to be dope. This is going to be a fantastic <laughs> story. They'd be like, remember that time that Struggles passed out and fell out of the top deck <laughs> of H2O? That was crazy. But uh, we made it, so it was cool. We did it. <laughs> that was a great match. I was like, I have to come um, for this. So I was like, you have two of the best yeah. wrestlers. Uh, anybody that knows me knows that I love Yuta's bridge. Like, the most perfect bridge. bridge. You know Helpful. that about me. Oh, bridge. my God. It's so gorgeous. He is the bar, okay? Like, I will always put that over on the podcast. That is the bar of a bridge, of the perfect bridge. Not just the bridge, the perfect bridge. 
Um, but yeah, if you know H2O and everybody knows like I cover a lot of H2O, it gets really hot in the summer and it gets really cold in the winter. So uh, bring a blanket in the winter time and uh, bring lots of fans and spray and keep hydrated at H2O. So, but I give them a lot of credit that Good match. Job. That was, that was awesome. And if you didn't watch that, Go back on IWTV and go watch that whole show because it was it was really good. Yeah, really, really great. good. Uh, so we have more fan 100%. tweets <laughs> from Carl. He has two. He goes, I want to know how the hell he came up with the mic check one, two. Yes, sir. Or whatever he says when he starts up the commentary. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, man, this is going to be funny. Um, fuck it. Um, honestly, the reason why for the whole mic check was, um, someone else who had left IWTV, um, decided they were going to stream on their own and their first few shows, the commentary wasn't like coming through on their streams. Right. So I jokingly said on the, on our show that came on, you know, the week after, mm -hmm. like Mike check one, two, like, is this thing on mm -hmm. and started going just to be like a, an asshole. And then they were like, you say that now. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I say that now. And, um, yeah. So Mike check one, two, yes, sir. Is the thing now. Yeah. I don't know when it started, but it was in the bloodshed. So it must have been a while ago. Like that was was during the pandemic, right? Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it had to have been a, like probably, two years ago at least. Yeah, yeah. at least uh, uh, probably two years ago, I'd yeah. say. But yeah, I don't know when. It was probably like we're up to volume 24. It was probably like volume six. Yeah. Something like that. So, so crazy. It was just me being uh, a troll and it turned into a catchphrase. <laughs> so. Uh, this is a great question from Brad in the chat. He goes, ICW and ETU are almost completely opposites as far as style of wrestling goes. What made you want to start a company that was more like old school ICW? I was going to go with that too. So, but here, I give you, give you the question. No, because me and Brad talk about that all the time, that it gives yeah. us that old school ICW feels, um, you know, and I know like you just put out one show, uh, you know, but give us a little bit about that and we can go deeper into ETU. Um, so basically when I started my, I was working ICW New York was the first, uh, the first shows that I was on it had, you know, these crazy kind of wild matchups, you know, and um, Danny and, and obviously Jack Sabbath, you know, wrestling mm -hmm. universe, original ICW, um, we're both doing the same thing. Danny decided that he wanted to take it in, in the direction of rebranding into no holds barred and the chains and all that. And I love deathmatch wrestling, man. But, uh, I, I just missed that style, mm -hmm. that early tri-state, um, mix. So it just, you know, Jack Sabbath was just like, dude, we should run a show. And I'm like, nah, I kind of fought him off for like a year or so. Oh, he kept asking me because he, he loves deathmatch wrestling, but to a, a point. Right. So, you know, Danny took the reins and ran and Jack was like, ah, I'm good, man. You do your thing. And, um, 
me and him got closer. I started doing graphics and videos for the Wrestling Universe store and um, doing all that. And he was like, what if we, he would always just say to me, what if I ran a show? What if I ran a show? What if you helped me? What if you, what if we did it together? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And uh, finally he wore me down one day. He was like, what if we ran a show? And I'm like, yeah, what if let's fucking do it. And, um, the whole show had a completely different name and a different concept. We had a date booked and a spot on IWTV before we even had a name for a company. Like I, I called Jerry and was like, Hey, uh, December 3rd at Ridgefield park, mark it down. He was like, what? I was like, I'm running a show. He was like, what's it called? I was like, I don't know yet. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, Basically, I was just uh, trying to do something different, something modern mixed with uh, kind of nostalgic New York tri-state jersey. And um, the name just, we had a whole nother name, logos, everything. And Danny DeMonto was the reality check, funny enough, that I needed. He was like, why would you do a show with Jack and not like even reference the legacy? Why do you want to just be some other indie company? What are you going to do that stands out? What is it going to do that makes you different from this and that and this? Everybody on IWTV is booking the same shows, same talent, same this. What are you going to do to make it different? And he was suggesting we did like an ICW uh, subsidiary, like a, uh, he was like, what if you did ICW, you know, rising stars, ICW XYZ, you know? And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be, you know, tied in to that. Mm-hmm. I want something that's my own, something fresh, something different that completely separates the two. And I just went back and started watching old uh, ICW because it's all over IWTV. And one of the shows is called Expect the Unexpected. And I was just like, huh. E-T-U. And I called my wife and I told her, she was like, I thought you had a name. I thought you had a logo. Like, what about this? She was like, it's a great fucking idea. I called Jack and he was like, it's a great fucking idea. And then I told Jerry from IWTV and he goes, so you're going to do the deal? I go, what do you mean? He goes, expect the unexpected. You got to run a mystery show. And I'm like, fuck, I guess so. So that's where the whole concept comes from only announcing a few matches. What, how many matches did I announce on the first one? Two, yeah. I think. Yeah. Murdoch and Alex, Shelley and Jonah and ACH. Then we only have two for this next one for now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's where it came from. And I'm like, yeah, I want to honor the legacy. I want to highlight the future and I want to just keep it the tradition alive. Right. Ring of Honor, Jersey All Pro, HOG, uh, all of that. I want an uh, old ICW, obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's what I wanted to do. That's what I, you know, I fell in love with. This is where I become passionate about pro wrestling. It's where you go from a fan of WCW and a fan of Japanese wrestling and fan of that stuff to like going to all these ROH shows, all these Jersey All Pro shows, just going and supporting you know, GCW and ICW and all these places 
to now it's like, yo, I want to take all these little things and make it into one. That's where we're at. And it's fucking stressful. And I don't recommend it. <laughs> don't, run re- don't run a wrestling show, kids. It sucks. <laughs> You know, being able to like be backstage on a lot of different promotions, you know, like very grateful for any opportunity that anybody has given me, like, you know, just so anybody knows that. Um, And I've watched and, you know, I've done panels where I've had people come on and, you know, they talked about their upcoming shows and again, being backstage and watching promoters run with like a head (laughs) off their head, you know, off their, their whole body. Like you just see them like running around and it's like everything that you put into it. And it's just like, even like us podcasting, like I get very stressed out doing thumbnails, doing layouts. Like a lot of people don't realize like all that's entailed. Um, So I can only imagine running a show, how much it's entailed. And like I said, I only know like a little bit from what I know of being backstage at some, some of the shows and what goes into it between putting, putting the ring up, making sure those people are doing that, you know, setting up the, the audio, setting up the, it's a lot of work, you know, and you don't really think about that. So I, I thought about it and that's why I didn't want to do it, (laughs) you know? That's yeah. why I fought Jack for a long time on it. Right. But um, seeing DeMonto do it for years and years and years, mm-hmm. you learn in two different ways. You learn how to do it, and you learn how not to do it. Right. So I took all of those things and just turned that into my experience. Right. But then it's also I'm learning on the fly, but I'm lucky enough that I have Danny so accessible to ask questions. Right. And also, Jack's been running ICW since 2001. Yeah. He's seen it all. He's been through it all. He's had, you know, shows in and out of different states, big buildings, small buildings, huge crowds, small yeah. crowds, big talent, you know, to your up-and-comers. He was the one when I jokingly said, like, can we get the SAT? And he just, like, called up Joel Maximo and was like, hey, you're not retired anymore. Like, what? Like, excuse me? Because, like, honestly, like, without the Maximos, it would have been a little bit more difficult for me to establish the vibe that I was going for, you know? Right. But they are it. You know, they haven't been around. I don't think they wrestled together for like seven, eight years Mm -hmm. together, maybe even longer for Joel and Jose. Yeah. Uh, So I was just like. The other plan was like homicide, because for me, he's like top five indie wrestler all time. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Mm -hmm. Um I was at the show when he beat American Dragon for the ROH title. It's like one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, man, like maybe he he could be the person that sets the tone for the concept. And um, but it, it was like a joke. Like, hey, man, what have we got the SAT? And it was like, you we got the SAT. And then it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, yeah, it was not like what it was supposed to be. But, Mm -hmm. hey, it's like that's the difference is that I'm so in tune with current independent wrestling Mm -hmm. from obviously working with ICW. I work for IWTV also. 
Um, but then Jack has all the old school connects. So it's like, that's how we got the Maximos. That's how Prince Nana popped back up. You know, people like Asriel, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the poster, uh, Joker, like Joker was a layup because homicide had to cancel. Mm -hmm. And he said, who can I get for you to replace me? And me being just a greedy motherfucker, I was like, Joker, question mark. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, here's his number. Text him. And I'm like, hmm, that feels like a scary situation for me. <laughs> and I was like, could you, like, just give him, like, a heads up that some stranger is going to message him and ask him to wrestle? And uh, he was awesome, man. And it was, I love seeing Danny get beat up, so it was <laughs> great. It was fun. It was fun. I see all you guys like in the chat. There's so many questions, uh, you know, for yeah. you. But let me like, you know, your first show before I get into those questions also, and then the fan tweets or whatever. Did you think, you know, like you had a huge success? I'm so I was so upset that I got sick. I was so excited to come. I know I was like, I was very upset. I got so sick. I probably had COVID like honestly. And then two weeks later, I had the flu like I was so upset because I really wanted to be there uh, for you. So thank God that it was on IWTV. But watching it from home and, you know, best friend Brad up in the front row like we always do. And, like, just watching how crazy, like, all the support, you know, and how packed. Like, did you expect all that? Like, was it like, wow? Uh, I was shocked. I didn't know that people would, you don't like, you know, people ride for you. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you got friends, you know, that you made an impact here and there with certain people, but I didn't think that it would come together like that. So, uh, yeah, I've just, and it was a, it was a role shift for me. Yeah. I'm not used to running the show, mm -hmm. you know? So I've seen Danny do it a ton. Mm -hmm. But I'm certainly not Danny. I'm not going to get in there and grab a microphone and start screaming cuss words right. at the screen. That's not that's his deal. That's not mine. Right. So like we're in the back and like Larry's like oh, fucking Larry. Larry's like, you got to give a speech. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> and he's like, you got to give a speech. And I'm just like, why? He's like, because it's your first show. That's what people do. Yeah. I was like, and I'm like, does Danny give a speech? He was like, sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I would just like, don't know how to do that. Like, what do I yell? Hey, I got to give a speech now, guys. Everybody look at me because that feels <laughs> comfortable. So I'm just like, yo, I don't give speeches. Thanks for being here. Don't get hurt. Be safe. Let's get it. <laughs> and like uh, Midas and, and – uh, Jay Lyon, give me a hug because I've known them for so long. Oh, yeah. And um, it was cool, man. I didn't think that people would, like, show up for me. Mm -hmm. But they did. I hope they show up again. That'd be cool. They're going <laughs> to be there. They're going to be there. If the second show looks fucking dead, then, man, no, that'd be rough. Stop. 
It's going to be good. You've already put a whole bunch of announcements. I mean, like, I'm begging on Twitter for, like, more announcements all the time when you put the tweet out. I got more. Don't worry. <laughs> after, after Mania. I can't I wait. More. I'm, I'm here all for it. Uh, here, let me let me get into, like, some of these questions in the chat. I see all you guys. So, uh, Mark Leslie says, what's some things you've learned from the first show that you're using to better or change for this coming show? Huh. That's a good question. Um, I made sure that the ring crew changed the rope that was causing a problem mm -hmm. because that led to like a 45 minute uh, intermission instead of like a 15 minute intermission because mm -hmm. they had to fix the rope. And uh, it was so funny because like they were trying to fix it and I had I go down into the locker room to tell Jonah because his big ass wants to jump off the top rope. And I'm like, hey, so they're changing out the top rope. You know, it's a little, you know, Ricky said it was a little, you know, suspect. They're switching out the middle rope to the top rope, blah, blah, blah. They uh, put a new bracket on this, you know, something. They're, they fixed it. And he was like, hope so. He was like, because I'm coming off it no matter what. And if it breaks, it breaks. I was like, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> like, be out there. But, um, so it was a little nerve wracking and yeah. uh, I was like, yo, I got the SAT coming back. Yeah. And if I have to tell them, yo, you can't go to the top rope, like that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sweating bullets on that. So I'm glad um, I was ready to rent a, a completely different ring mm -hmm. for the same building. Mm -hmm. um, but they were like, nope, we fixed the rope. You know, after your show, we, you know, you said, you had an issue, so we just got a brand new rope and it's fixed. Good. And I was like, "Cool, thanks, man." That's awesome. Like it should be that. So, um, anything else that I would do better? <sighs> I would say budget better, but I budgeted way worse on <laughs> this show. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm learning right now. Yeah. So the third show, budget better, much better. Got a budget better. Um. Most of my stress is from poor budgeting. Yeah. And, uh, but I got to learn. I got to learn from it, you know. And uh, you, I've seen good budgeting from Danny. I've seen bad budgeting from Danny. And uh, you learn from it. You find ways to, to recoup. You find ways to, to make it where you need to be. So I'm right. good. But it's just I, I could have just be a little less stressed. But, right. Uh, it is what it is. I was originally the show was supposed to be in Long Island. You're right. It was supposed to be upset arena. because now I got to come into Jersey. <laughs> I'm not far uh, from Long Island. I'm like, why you got to do that? I was to say, me? I'm out here. So I, I'm like, here. Yeah. You know? Like, why you got to do that? <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'll take so the ride. It was originally supposed to be out there. Right. Um, and it holds way more than Ridgefield Park. Mm -hmm. So I'm here hoping trying to draw five six seven hundred people so i'm like i gotta go we gotta go up i gotta get heavy with it so it's like me yim the rock and roll express right like um other people and you know it's just the budget's adding up but i'm like i'm in a new place new crowd different people more right. people i know i can draw you know um we had it kind of all set up like a marketing plan 
the wrestling universe has two stores in Long Island, yeah. one in Comac, one in Long uh, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were gonna sell physical tickets at all those wrestling universe stores. We were gonna pack that fucking place. Right. But you know, as Ron would say, uh, in a story for another time, yeah. it fell through, and I'm back at Ridgefield Park. But that is a s- part two story. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's um. I'm learning yeah. on a, every every aspect of it, you know. But right now, the main lesson that I'm learning is that I just need to, I just need to budget a little bit better, because then I'd be able to enjoy this time. Right. Because the show's booked. I mean, knock on wood, unless shit happens or mm-hmm. people get signed or whatever. But like, show's booked. But it's we just I got to get there, you know. Right. Right. So I got. About two more weeks of promotion and uh, get your tickets. Next guys. thing you know, get we'll your be t- there. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Like I know I, I see you guys' questions. Let's let's talk about. It. Let's bring up all like the, I got the graphics here for you guys. I mean, you got a lot of great people. And again, like your first show was so much fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was so. Ugh. It was like the first. You know, you have your first match. You're like, damn, like. This is just the first match, and like we're gonna we're gonna keep going, and then it's like it just kept topping and topping, and it was like you have match of, you know, like I felt like match of the years were happening, like Billy and and Masha were so freaking Crazy. good, oh everything everything was freaking good. So if you didn't watch it, get on IWTV, go watch it. Um, so I'm flashing on the screen. If you guys listen to this on audio, please go back to the video. Um, podcast so you can see the the graphics or make sure you're following etu as well but like look at all this talent like shit (laughs) like i'm so ready i don't know who i'm more excited for pretty much for and you said you haven't even put everything out no i got um like like three or four more people Mm -hmm. left damn so i'm ready for it I'm ready for it. If you guys are in chat, let me know who you looking forward to. Like, I'm excited. I love MSP. I'm so glad they're coming down. I always love to see them. Alec Price is, uh, you know, one of my favorites right now and up and comings. Uh, Marcus Matters, obviously. Everybody knows my heart's over is, uh, for any of, like, the H2O kids over there. Yeah. But, like, man, like, this is nuts. And then, and then the Kirks versus Akira. And Masha, like, oh, wait, here, let me put it back so you can do that again because I had the graphics up. <laughs> Brad's excited for violence uh, forever, you know, like, <laughs> the poor Kirks. We get it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Oh, no shit. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's just, this is nuts. This is a great card. Tickets are still on sale. Uh, you know, again, you can watch it on IWTV if you're not in the tri-state area. So definitely check it out. Are we going to get any surprises? Yeah. Lots of surprises. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, maybe I'll announce one more match or a type of match, mm-hmm. and you can just speculate who might be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so crazy that – VXS just did an aerial assault match mm-hmm. because I was going to do one of those eventually, not yeah. on this one. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, I always thought those were so fucking cool. The 
box on top of the the corner mm -hmm. and you know you have this mix of like high flyers and hybrid athletes and some you got the one like powerhouse and i was just like man it's a cool format i always loved aerial assault so i was like man i think i'm gonna run one of those eventually and then isaac did it yeah but honestly it's like to me it's just indie wrestling yeah like i did a four corner survival which is like classic ring of honor mm -hmm. but i just feel like now it's just for everyone yeah. you know like if you do a trios tournament it doesn't mean it's a chikara ripoff it's just it's indie wrestling right. like you're paying homage to those before you so if right. i end up running an aerial assault one day it would be because the talent's right and i find somebody to make that fucking box <laughs> and um yeah, but I'll end up doing it one day. But I, I just love the being able to tie back into the legacy yeah. of the Tri-State. But right now we got the two matches. Obviously, SAT yeah. versus Rock and Roll Express with Kerry Morton. So you'll see that trio's tag match there. And then another tag match, you'll get to see Masha Slamovich and uh, her young boy Akira against uh, the Kirks. So I was like, man, I'd love to see Brandon Kirk get dropped on his head. So, like, Masha Slamovich it is, right? <laughs> Are we going to play a drinking game? <laughs> or you should put out I'm a drinking to game? Dropped on his head. <laughs> there you go. We're playing that game. Uh, Way of the Lariat in the chat says, who are you most excited for to see on the second ETU show? And someone to keep an eye on for the fans who may not know. Huh. Let's see. Who am I? I... I'm biased. I am uh, friendly, and um, I'm friendly with Kevin Koo and Dom Garini, mm -hmm. and the way that they have just skyrocketed to be one of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah, uh, it just makes it um, one of those situations where it's like, hey, I get to book my friends. Yeah, but it's not one of those situations where it's like, oh, you know. It's showbiz, not friend biz. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're that good. They yeah. deserve that, you know, that spot. Mm -hmm. I think uh, for people, if you're not familiar with Alec Price, yeah. like, my God, uh, I mean, it's it's time. Like, yeah. I don't know how yeah. long he's going to even be available to us. Like, he's, that he's everywhere. He crushes everything that he touches. Uh, I a few people have the motor to even keep up with him. Yeah. You know, I'll be completely honest. I had offered the match to somebody on the show and they were just like, no, nah, I'd rather do something else. Like, oh, wow. that's the motor and the cardio that he has. He's a, he goes hard. Yeah. And that's just, he's nonstop yeah. and he's only gotten better. Like the crazy thing was is that he started to come rise up during the pandemic through mm -hmm. like limitless and stuff like that but now you finally see him like he knows how to work a crowd he knows how to get heat he knows how to uh you know tease a finish he knows how to get the people right where he wants but man i don't know if anybody yeah. can really keep up with him yeah um his promos yeah. are solid like yeah my good god He's so which is a rarity. Good. Which is a rarity. Yeah. Usually the work rate guys can't cut a promo. It's like this weird kind of mix. It's like, hey, if he can really wrestle really, really good, he's probably not a good promo. Right. 
You know, it's one of those weird kind of uh, correlations. But man, he yeah. can do everything. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's the full package. Anybody else that uh, I think that they should be on the lookout for? I mean, Janai Kai is a star. You know, it's just a matter of time for her. Super unique, very authentic, legitimately scary, and can kick your head off. And it was one of those situations where I was like, I wonder if she's available, you know, and mm-hmm. it, she was and, and super excited to be a part of it. Um, just saw her kick off Bloodsport a little bit earlier against Masha Slamovich. She got a busy WrestleMania weekend. I think she might be one of those people that is going to raise her stock in Dallas. And then, uh, you know, she'll be yeah. a part of uh, Era of the Unexpected on April 16th. So, so feels excited. like a, a winning situation. So excited. If you guys want to see, I had a full-on interview with Alec Price. You can check that out. He's been also in my Indie Talks episodes before where uh, he yelled, Love Doug's a creep. (laughs) 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 That was fun. Uh, I got yelled at pretty much because he said, you know, Love Doug was trying to make him his, you know, Valentine's and Alec wasn't having it. So he called him a creep. But, yeah, so definitely check that out on the channel. Uh, Let me get to some more fan tweets. This one's from John. Uh, He's got two. He goes, top three dream gets for ETU is his first one. Shit. Um, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Amazing Red. Oh, Um, man. Homicide. There you go. That's probably it. That's probably yeah. Homicide one and red two. Yeah. Both. They're both like reds. Probably just won't happen. He only works pretty much exclusively for House of Glory nowadays. Um, And Homicide's just so busy, you know. End up way. He's over here. He's over there. Outlaw. He's doing agent work. He's just impossible. To keep up with him, <laughs> that's why he, he had to cancel. He was supposed to be on the first yeah, show, yeah. But um, you know, Definitely. that man's busy. He got kids and shit. Also, so yeah, not easy. Uh, his second question is, how in the hell did you get Scoot Andrews? <laughs> uh, that's easy. Um, Ronnie me is the is the the reason. Uh, I I asked because we had Scoot do a little run-in type deal last year at Mania Mm -hmm. where we had Lee Moriarty against Steve Madsen Mm -hmm. uh, when Moriarty just won the IWTV title. He came and defended it at volume 11 Mm -hmm. uh, in the chains and Scoot was like there as a special guest like enforcer because he's had history with Steve Madsen Mm -hmm. and he... uh, believes that Lee Moriarty was one of the the best up-and-coming technicians. So he wanted to make sure that everything went level and and, 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 and nice and easy, but it ended up being that Scoot was ready to challenge Lee Moriarty for that title, mm-hmm. and uh, it just never worked out, you know? Uh, this man, Tiger Style, got mildly successful in a very short period of time, and now he's on television. So yeah. it's not the easiest to get Mr. Moriarty out and about. Yeah. Uh, but 
Scoot, I just asked Ron. I was like, yo, would Scoot want to do this? And he was like, let me ask. Basically, he said, as long as as long as his daughter doesn't have a soccer game that day, because he's like big into coaching mm-hmm. and like um, I believe she plays at a high, high level. So they're very passionate about that. He's a family man. And I asked and he was like, he's in. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> like, no way. Like, I watched him wrestle Amazing Red in 2001 at ICW. He was on icw expect the unexpected he right. wrestled amazing red mm-hmm. that's how crazy of like a full circle moment is they might think that this is out of left field but not nah, like that guy was on the the expect the unexpected show yeah in 2001 it's crazy and uh he's ready to go man he's in shape he's ready to wrestle he's not going to just be some guest enforcer like He's ready to rock. The last time he wrestled was in 2018. He wrestled Austin Theory uh, in Florida. And uh, that was his last singles match. And he will be uh, in a singles match on uh, April 16th. So awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, His last question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are we going to get SAT versus Divine Storm and Brian XL? Zero. Impossible. <laughs> I would love to have Chris Devine, Quiet Storm, and Brian yeah. as a three-man team against SAT. Uh, that's not going to happen. Storm lives in Japan. Right. He, yeah. So that's just not going to happen. I don't know um, what Chris Devine's up to. Obviously, Brian XL is busy running yeah. a super successful wrestling promotion yeah. in House of Glory. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian's awesome. You know, yeah. I do, like, uh, graphic design work for them, and I go and support all the shows, and he's the man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he needs to be wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely go check out House of Glory if you haven't. I'm so close over there. So, like, and then it's, like, all the people that have come out, I mean, you talked about main events and, you know, I mean, I, I've talked about that with Amazing Red before. I'm like, man, your protégés, shit. Like, and like now we're seeing yeah. a lot more out there, um, which, which is great. Like, you know, we've seen like Joey Silver's like training, then Nolo Katano. Yeah. Like you're seeing a lot. And a lot of these names like you guys have seen on the podcast, you know, which are so great. So this should be all familiar to a lot of you guys, but. Oh, so good. Definitely check out uh, um, Charles Mason, one of my favorites. Uh, you know, he gave me shit on that oh, interview uh, because oh. he talked about my list of husbands. Uh, yeah, so fuck you, <laughs> freaking Mason still, <laughs> you freaking cabbage. Uh, you know, muff cabbage, as we like to call him here. But yeah, uh, wait, I saw another question in the chat. Geo says, do you have any memories to share from your MJF interview and how nice was MJF? to you did not go well it did not go great (laughs) (laughs) it was basically like 20 minutes of me and him arguing and then he hung up on me so (laughs) that was about it there you go he kept calling me robert that's not my name so (laughs) see uh, yeah so rude so it is what it is it was cool it's a good place so that's all i can really ask for right I love, uh, I got back those memories of 
the Deer Park with NYWC and a bunch of those shows that were running in that building like 10 years ago. I like I was heckling the shit out of him. Like I had so much fun heckling the shit out of him. So and here he is now. He does deserve it. Like I gave him so much shit at those shows like man flashback. So but um so brad says storm is a fucking beast now mark leslie wants to know 2022 sneaker recommendation uh, um it's a good ass question um he knows that i'm an advocate for uh paul george and his sneakers so i'm a big fan of the pg5 they're coming out with the pg6 i think april 1st so that's tomorrow so if I love the way they look, if they're anything as comfortable as the PG5s, then that is definitely a must purchase. I'm a big fan of Nike Air Max 270s. Can't go wrong there. But um, I'm a Jordan guy, and I have been collecting sneakers since I was a young, young struggles. And it is <laughs> a, a money pit, and I should not tell anybody to start buying sneakers. <laughs> but yeah, man, I can't go wrong with an Air Jordan 3. Uh, I got married in a pair of Air Jordan 6s, so I will always uh, put those out into the world as something that somebody should purchase. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's that's probably what I would say. Awesome. Um so I'm going to do, I'm afraid of this question in the chat because I don't know where this is going to go and I don't like doing negativity. So if it's going to go into a very bad, Let's do it. oh no, don't get me canceled. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm making sure because I don't know. Sometimes people like to stir the pot. He said, no, never. Okay. All right. So it said DJ Hyde story. If he tells it, it's worth it. Don't let me down shrugs. One time I was in a car with DJ Hyde, and he told me that uh, at the time, Brian Cage was NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, and he told me that uh, he was like, I know who's beating Cage for the belt. And I'm like, who? Mind you, I was in the vehicle with Jonathan Gresham and Casey Navarro at the exact same time. So they, <laughs> there were some witnesses but he he was like, I know who's going to beat Brian Cage. And uh, the person who ended up beating Brian Cage was, I believe, Tim Storm or was it Nick Aldis? Something like that. Um, so he was like, it's big. And he was like, guess. And none of us could guess. <laughs> and he just looks over and goes, who's the one person who's one of the biggest stars in wrestling has never held the NWA world's heavyweight championship. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. And he's like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and I laughed out loud. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and now in retrospect, we know how motherfucking funny that is. Oh, <laughs> so yes, okay. somebody misinformed. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so Brad there's more. There's other DJs. Oh no. <laughs> we're gonna leave it on that's, that's the one you're talking about. I... <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna leave it on that. So it could have been worse. 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 I don't wanna like I, I try to keep a positive podcast. So uh Brian wants to know where did the name The Struggles come from? Um, that's easy. Um so basically 
I wasn't really a social media person at all. And my sister, she owns a, a clothing company called Swim With Sharks. It's local to Long Island and stuff like that. So she was like, why don't you have social media? Why don't you do this? Why don't you have that? And I was just like, I don't know. I just don't really have any want to be a part of that. Like, I think I had Twitter, but I didn't, like, post anything. Um, so she would always take, like, product shots of her incoming merchandise and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it would take her forever to, like, get a good picture to post on Instagram. So for her birthday, I downloaded Instagram and name at the struggles because my plan was that I was just always going to take pictures of her struggling to take pictures of her <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> so I was like, I got to document the struggles. And um, it was just me being an asshole. So shocker. And then I never thought that it would stick or anything like that. But I started to get a following through the podcast and through, um, you know, selling DVDs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the first time that I went down to a WrestleMania weekend, it was 2017. Mm -hmm. um, somebody introduced me to Homicide and he was like, hey, he like whispered in his ear and he was like, hey, what's going on, man? And I was like, I'm Ryan. And he was like, you're the struggles. <laughs> and I was like, all right. He was like, he's like, live that gimmick, brother. You're the struggles. And I was like, if Homicide says I'm the struggles, then I'm the struggles. There you so. go. Stuck. I like it. I like it. Uh, so I have two final questions for you. If anybody else has anything, please feel free to drop it into the chat. So, you know, like I said, you know, I try to keep a positive podcast. There's plenty of negativity out there in the world of wrestling. We all know that. So one thing that I incorporate into every interview now is wrestling with positivity. Um, so, and again, like I'm always going to talk about it. I have two videos. You guys can check it out. Uh, they're, they're on uh, wrestling with positivity on the channel as well, uh, where you have like wrestlers, parents, you know, fans, they talk about all these like positive experiences when it comes into wrestling. So with that being said, is there anything that you could share with us that, you know, a fan, you know, wouldn't really typically hear about that maybe something like you've done for a wrestler, a wrestler's done for you, maybe a fan's done for you, maybe something you've done for a fan, anything that pops pops out to you? Um, a lot of people will say that, I inspire them to try to do a podcast or to to get into commentary or content creation. So that's always great. Um, I look at my approach for ETU and it's like I'm not out here trying to like make money. I want everybody to be taken care of. I want everybody to have fun. I want them to have a platform to uh, to gain more exposure and to to do well. And to not just be another, you know, shindy that's out here, you know, nickel and diamond talent. So something that I don't think anybody really knows. I, I gave out a fight of the night bonus mm -hmm. after the first ETU show. So basically I, I watched it back and saw all the, the you know, coming in praise and, and whatever from, from the Internet and decided what I thought the fight of the night was and. PayPal them, you know, some more, some more paper. So that's uh, something I'm going to continue to do. So if uh, if you have fight of the night, you know, you get a little bit more, a little bit more money, give a little bit of incentive to to perform 
and uh, go out there and do the damn thing. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. It's like different. Yeah, very, very different and appreciative uh, to the talent. Everybody, you know, I can't thank everybody out there. You know, you entertain us. You put your bodies through everything to entertain us. All the people that put it all together, the the refs and, you know, you guys out there, you guys are great. Um, Let's see more, more love in the chat. Jack says, who's your white whale in wrestling? Who have you never seen but always wanted to? Ooh, that's a good one. White whale in wrestling. Man, I've seen a lot of wrestling. Uh, I was lucky enough to get to see, uh, you know, Kenta and Marafuji at Wrestle, you know, Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. That was my second show ever. My first show ever, I got to see CM Punk. Um, I got to see Mitsuhara Masawa, the guys from Dragon Gate. Uh, I never got to see Kobashi wrestle live. When I first got into Ring of Honor, uh, it, it was sold out. That mm-hmm. would have been my first ever independent wrestling show. Would have been Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi at the New Yorker Hotel, but it was sold out. I couldn't get in, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, that sucks." He'll be around again. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not not really around. Uh, from a booking standpoint, um, for ETU, I mean. He's accessible, so for me, calling homicide a white whale, it, it, it's it's something that is attainable. It just has to be has to be right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever get red booked on an ETU show, so I'll probably say that Amazing Red's the white whale for me. Right. So you never I know, though. He, you never he know. He embodies everything. I know. I know. <laughs> he embodies everything that that I want my company to be you look at what he's done for independent wrestling yeah you you spoke about his students earlier uh, yeah main event nolo katano charles mason uh ken broadway yeah evander james ultraviolet like he's a tremendous talent he's breeding the next generation yeah you know and there's more to come yeah even he's that school expanded so much. I mean, the building that they run in Queens, Amazora, now that's where the school is. Yeah. So there's like three rings there. They have how you know, tripled the amount of students they can take. You know, who knows? And then you think about somebody so talented like Smiley. I could see oh, Smiley training smart. people later. Yeah. And that continues the lineage of, you know, Amazing Red. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. He's just, uh, he is everything that is independent wrestling, you know. He truly, truly is. Okay, so Gio's got two questions, and I'm going to give you my final question. We're going to wrap up. So Gio says, would he rather LeBron James get a turn with Schlack in the ring or 15 chops from Walter? (laughs) You're a troll. (laughs) No, no, no. He knows I hate LeBron James. like (laughs) No, passion. but that's why I say he's being a troll. <laughs> Bro, I hate LeBron James. Um, I mean, 15 chops from, from Walter, that's pretty rough, man. If he's giving them the PCO business or the dragon off shots, like, that's pretty cool. But I know Schlack, and I could give him some insight to 
they call him the human meat grinder. Yeah. And like that seems super appealing to me when it's against LeBron James. Yeah. But like I don't know, man. I don't know. I say Schlack. <laughs> Fuck him up. That's my guy. So there you go. That's what I picked. Schlack to just eat his lunch. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a good question that we're going to leave off the fan questions with, and then I'll give you my last question. So he goes, what is something he hopes to accomplish with ETU by this time next year? Uh, I have no plans to run like monthly, mm -hmm. you know, that's a lot. I would love to, the plan even like when we first started was quarterly. So four shows a year. Um, I want to book stories. I want to have people connect to what we're doing. I'd, I want to be more than just like a super show. Um, obviously, one show in, it's kind of hard to tell stories when you're just, it's your first show. Right. But uh, I'm going to do my best to take what I was given. And uh, because that's all I can really do, you know, is what happened in the first show that was organic that I can build off of moving forward. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take what I was given and try and build some stories off of it. Uh, a year from now, that would mean I would hopefully be going into my fifth show. That means I would have a whole four shows in the can and be leading up to a fifth. Mm -hmm. uh, ideally, I would... Uh, I know WrestleMania is going to be in L.A., so that's too far. But one day I would love to run like a, you know, not a, Wrestle, a WrestleMania or like they did Restival or one of those type of things. I would love to be a part of something like that. But uh, a year from now, I would love to have uh, successful storylines uh, continuing to build, uh, building and by build, I mean the fan base uh, and I'd like to have a title in place in a year or at least work towards one. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, definitely. I think we'd all like to see that, that ETU belt yeah. could only yeah. imagine what it's going to look like. Gorgeous. I'm sure. So Who knows? we'll see in the future. We'll, we'll have to have you come back down the line. We can talk about it and yeah. be great. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk. So like, I like to leave off with again, you know, a great note. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that tune into the podcast, you know, whether that they're looking to get into the business, how to get started, you know, or maybe they're starting to train or they're still like amateur, you know, what's, you know, a piece of advice that, you know, you would give them to get into the business, whether it's a wrestler, maybe that they want to start a promotion, maybe, maybe they want to do commentary. Um, it all starts on the level of, of support for independent wrestling. So if you can support independent wrestling, that's when doors start to open. And you've been experiencing that lately. Yeah. You said, oh, I can get interviews with such and such because yeah. you're there. Yeah. Because you're showing face because you're in there and you're supporting them. So when they make a connection with you, then they feel comfortable enough to join you on your show. Right. And uh, that support, you know, gets returned. So I feel like um, 
for me with ICW, I was showing up to shows. I was buying tickets. You know, we were coming to watch wrestling, have a good time. Yeah. And um, it turned into that. I, I believe I interviewed Danny before a GCW show. And uh, we, you know, it was a good conversation. He saw the following that I had uh, grown and I seemed valuable as a, uh, a voice talent to him. Right. He's like, the kid can talk. The kid knows how to, uh, to build buzz. And he, it was never even like, uh, oh, he does videos. Oh, he does graphics. It wasn't anything like that because I didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got basically when Isaac decided to depart and focus solely on violence and suffering, I was like, well, I need to learn how to make videos. <laughs> <laughs> so then I did, you know, that's just how it happened. Yeah. And uh, it was like, put your mind to this, figure this out and find your style. You know, I know I'm never going to be uh, Isaac. I'm never going to be John Carlo. I'm never going to be uh, Ivan. He does great work. Yeah. Also, there's a bunch of people who do awesome stuff, but or J Rose, you know, I'll be me and I'll yeah. find what works for me. And um, people can probably see the videos I put together and know that it's mine because I kind of have a way about going about things. Right. And that's fine. Um, so I found my way. And um, but for somebody who wants to break in, all I can say is support the stuff that you enjoy and let them know. And if you want to do commentary, also, maybe bring other things to the table. If you're good at social media, if you uh, are a graphic designer, if you are good at videos, if you have, um, you know, know how to do T-shirt printing or screen printing, you know, it's always good to have multi skill sets because, like, you get thrust into a situation, but maybe you're learning on the job but your values in other areas so then you can catch up. So while I might not have been the best uh, commentator in the world, I was learning, but I was doing other things, you know, social media. That's how I got started with working at IWTV is like, Jerry was like, yo, you have a pretty good Instagram following. We need someone to help with that. Would you like to help? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then we talked about, you know, logistics and what needs to be done. And I've been doing that for years now. And then right. that turned into making videos and doing graphics and on-screen graphics for them. And it grows and grows and grows because they realize the skills that you have and they want to use utilize them better. Right. So that's all I can say. Somebody who really wants to get into independent wrestling is like, Try and get decent at a few different things. You might be the best commentator in the world, but if that's all you can do, it doesn't mean you're going to get booked. A lot of this is is friends hiring friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. So a lot of it is it's who you know, not how good you are. So for me... Uh, I tripped and fell and impressed Danny DeMonto enough that he thought that I could do commentary. Mm -hmm. And then I busted my ass to learn a few other skills to keep myself valuable until I became good at it. So that's, 
that's all I can say to anybody. You want to break in, support, and be versatile. Figure out a few different things that you can do. Same thing with if you're a wrestler. You know, it's like, hey, maybe you're good at social media. Maybe you're good at artwork. Maybe you're this. Maybe you're that. I know people like uh, uh, Danger Kid. I know he does uh, graphics. I know, like, Bam Sullivan does, like, graphic stuff also. Edith Surreal does graphic stuff. Like, it helps. Yeah. You know? You could be like, hey, I can wrestle for you, but, hey, also I can bang out a, a poster for you. I can do match graphics. You know? It makes you more valuable. That's great advice. Great, great advice. That's so awesome. So let's uh, let's flash ETU again. Uh, you know, where can people get tickets? How much are tickets? Tell everybody again. Uh, a little bit let's about see. April sixteenth. That's right. Uh, April sixteenth, live from uh, the Phil Sheridan Building in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. A lot of people are familiar with that building because a lot of wrestling runs there. Yeah. So uh, that's where we will be. On Saturday, April 16th, you can get tickets at etu2.eventbrite.com. Tickets are $30. All tickets are $30. So that means that you could buy a ticket, and if you show up early enough and get first online, you can be in the front row. So it doesn't matter when you buy a ticket. Everybody's got equal shot at getting the best seats in the house. Uh, so, yep, 30 bucks. And we have the two of two matches announced, obviously Rock and Roll Express against the SAT, Masha Slamovich and Akira against the Kirks. And if you're looking for any other announcements, uh, which we'll probably have a couple more talent announcements and other other people next week. It's Mania Week, so yeah. um, I don't want stuff falling on deaf ears, but uh, if you want to stay in tune with everything that we are doing, it's at ETU Wrestling. That's across uh, Twitter and Instagram. Or you could follow me at The Struggles. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for uh, for April 16th. But first, I got uh, ICW No tomorrow. Holds Barred, Volume 21, tomorrow night, April 1st. It'll be live on IWTV. And, uh, yeah, you can hear me doing commentary there. And you can come and say hello. We'll be in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to be there. But I'm 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 pumped for ETU. I'm really ready for it. I just wanted to be here so I can stop stressing. <laughs> I feel that two more weeks. Yeah. So we're almost there. Yep. I'm excited. So yeah. I'll be there. Uh, I'm taking Good. all the precautions so that I don't get sick again. <laughs> Can't. I will be there. I will be there with. Brad, I will and I will make we will make sure that we're front row and I will catch anybody who doesn't get caught because I am Don't the dive that. zone. I am the dive zone though. Don't say that. Anybody that knows me, send, <laughs> I'm the dive I zone. Send, I will send somebody your way. <laughs> so don't call yourself I am the if if you like watch like a lot of the shows or anywhere I'm at, I am the dive zone. It don't matter where I sit, they come for me. So and we have a lot of talent that's on this show that knows me. So Marcus Matters, I'm sure, will dive at me. So. Sounds like a plan. Sounds, Sounds like, like a, a plan. plan. Let's do it. <laughs> so, but Ryan, no, you're you're amazing. You know, thank you for coming on here, chatting with us. You know, thanks the fans also for coming in here, giving all the hard hitting questions for you. Uh, 
you know you guys are you guys are great so but i'm again i'm so excited i'm looking forward to icw tomorrow looking forward TTU and anything else that's coming up great you know awesome stuff with with your podcasts and you know again everything that you do your your video packages like you know I felt that one so nice with Casey I know she didn't see it uh and she had asked me she had asked me about it I was like it was, I think I texted her right after it happened and I was yeah. like he did so good on this package um you know so yeah she told me she's like yeah he didn't show me <laughs> well she was nervous i know i wasn't trying to get her like oh i know freaked out yeah i just made fun of her because i was like do you know how hard it was to find clips of you doing offensive maneuvers because yeah. all she does is get beat up yeah so it was like super hard for me to find like anything i was yeah. like man i can't make another one of those because you just don't <laughs> hit anybody let's get some offense in in the next few <laughs> matches so we can make another video I might, package i might have a couple of clips for you that you could use of a promotion that no longer exists with some of her great matches but uh yeah so <laughs> as long as it's offense that's it's fine. all good her offense. her her shots uh you know with lsg he always yells at me to take it down off a of social but i'm still gonna post them up with her beating up lsg <laughs> I love it. Good. I love it. Um, Brad said, "My goddaughter Kathy is super excited for the show." So good. I know she had a blast. No Billy this time. Billy would have been booked, mm -hmm. but the crazy thing was is that we were planning on being in New York, and she's got you got to be eighteen if yeah. you're going to wrestle in the state of New York. Yeah. So, I I talked to Mouse. Uh, frequently, and I was just like, ah, she's not going to be on this one. I'm doing another show this time. You know, I'd love to have her back. Right. And he was, yeah, cool, no problem. And then she took the booking at um, Pro Wrestling Revolver. She's wrestling Deanna Perazzo again. Yeah. And uh, by the time we got the switch back, yeah, I was she was booked. Uh -huh. But the crazy thing, I think she's in Jersey like the 15th for yeah, Sean Henderson Sean, show. Yeah. Yep. Sean Henson's running. Yep. So I was like, man, that would have worked out. I could have had Billy back yeah. and we could have done something. But she'll be back. I mean, yep. she fucking earned it, she'll man. That match was insane. Yeah. She'll be happy. Her she got Casey too. there. She got Marcus there. She'll be she'll be very happy. So <laughs> Exactly. She she she'll have a presence. Yeah. She'll she'll be good. Being there. And then she'll have so. her godmother sitting there catching all the wrestlers. So <laughs> there you go. Exactly. But exactly. Thank you for coming on again, like chatting with us. I'm so excited, you know, like again, you're, you're amazing. Looking forward to the future and all your success. You know, thank you again for everything that you do. So, yeah, of course, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, I had seen like, Oh, you were like super busy with stuff. And I'm just like, man, I'd really like to be on there to plug the show and to just, connect with a different platform especially mm -hmm. you've you've done such a great job growing your platform Thank and you. um yeah so it's been so fun mm -hmm. i'm excited to see everybody come out on the 16th and I'm, I'm glad that you will be in attendance don't go acting reckless and getting <laughs> sick again that excuse does not work no i'm gonna start no. walking around with a mask I'm stated. That's it. I'm not going anywhere the next couple of weeks, guys. I'm sorry. Like, no, nah, I'll be at the Sean Henderson show that I'm coming. So, uh, 
<laughs> I need to stay at somebody's house for Jersey because I'm not coming back to New York to go back to Jersey. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so guys, thanks for coming in, hanging out again. Appreciate all your questions. Appreciate all your support. Hit that like button. Hit that uh, subscribe button. You know, I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Monday, I have Davey Ann coming on. So make sure you get those fan tweets as well. She's so good. Another another upcoming wrestler all over the place. Love her to death. So, uh, yeah. So, guys, uh, stay safe. Support independent wrestling. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Yeah, no.